All right, a welcome back. Here we go. Getting down to the end of it here. Chapter 19 of The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. How to use your subconscious mind to remove fear. Hey, there is nothing like a little removal of fear surgery. Yes, please. Just chit chit, cut it out there, subconscious mind. Cut that fear out. Replace it with confidence. Though really, I mean, before I even get into it, it's not about removing the fear. It's about understanding that fear is telling us something. And to not fear fear, but to understand fear. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what Mr. Murphy is going to bring to us, because that's my take on fear. Listen to that fear, understand it, but do not fear it, and do not succumb to it. Fear is like a spider sense, you know? Spider sense is stingling. What is it telling you? Watch out, it's Dr. Octopus. Well, that's a weird preamble, but I appreciate you being here. Here we go. Chapter 19, how to use your subconscious mind to remove fear. One of our students told me that he was invited to speak at a banquet. He said he was panic-stricken at the thought of speaking before a thousand people. He overcame his fear this way. For several nights, he sat down in an armchair for about five minutes and said to himself, slowly, quietly, and positively, I am going to master this fear. I am overcoming it now. I speak with poise and confidence. I am relaxed and at ease. He operated a definite law of mind and overcame his fear. Now, he didn't banish it. He overcame it. The subconscious mind is amenable to suggestion and is controlled by suggestion. When you still your mind and relax, the thoughts of your conscious mind sink down into the subconscious through a process similar to osmosis, whereby fluids separated by a porous membrane intermingle. Like sweaty-palmed kids at a middle school dance. Oh, how I remember those days. As these positive seeds or thoughts sink into the subconscious area, they grow after their kind, and you become poised, serene, and calm. Man's Greatest Enemy It is said that fear is man's greatest enemy. Fear is behind failure, sickness, and poor human relations. Millions of people are afraid of the past, the future, old age, insanity, and death. Fear is a thought in your mind, and you are afraid of your own thoughts. A little boy can be paralyzed with fear when he's told there's a boogeyman under his bed who's going to take him away. When his father turns on the light and shows him there is no boogeyman, he is freed from fear. The fear in the mind of the boy was as real if there really was a boogeyman there. He was healed of a false thought in his mind. The thing he feared did not exist. Likewise, most of your fears have no reality. They are merely a conglomeration of sinister shadows, and shadows have no reality. Do the thing you fear. Ralph Waldo Emerson, philosopher and poet, said, Do the thing you are afraid to do, and the death of fear is certain. There was a time when the writer of this chapter was filled with unutterable fear when standing before an audience. The way I overcame it was to stand before the audience, do the thing I was afraid to do, and the death of fear was certain. When you affirm positively that you are going to master your fears, 
and you come to a definite decision in your conscious mind, you release the power of the subconscious, which flows in response to the nature of your thought. And this goes way back to one of our very early chapters, uh, talking about stage fright. I believe it was a, an opera singer who was uh, struggling with fear. And it's not about, again, it's not about saying, fear doesn't exist. <laughs> it's about going, cool, I see you fear, and I am greater than you. I am, will not let you decide for me. I decide. I see you fear, and I see that you are nothing. Nothing to worry about. But fear, hey, yeah, look, fear is normal. Of course. You don't want to screw up. You want to do your best. I get it. I, you know, at, when I was doing uh, shows on the reg, every time, right before I would go on stage, I would make it a point to say, ooh, thank you for this opportunity. This is what I want to be doing. This is what makes me feel good. I will make the most of this good feeling and make the most of my performance. And that put fear in its place because what I was focusing on was making the best of what I was going to do. And you can do that anything. I'm going to make the best of walking down the street. I'm going to go get the best Slurpee ever if you are ever afraid of walking down the street. And hey, there are some places these days where I don't want to be walking down. And maybe a Slurpee is, you know, not the best thing to go and get if you're concerned for your health or well-being, livelihood, etc. But still, you get my point. Put that fear in its place. It has its appropriate place. But its appropriate place is not to make you become paralyzed so that you don't do what you really want to do. This is why, you know, I mean, getting Slurpees are not like, oh, that is my passion for getting a Slurpee. No. But bringing this information, sharing this, exploring this, deep diving into this, and all the interesting ways we will explore how best to prime our minds to think in the best way possible, to take action in the best way possible, and to live in our own very best way possible, I am not afraid. In fact, I am enlivened, impassioned, and inflamed with the prospect of going down this windy road with you. Let's strap our rocketeer rocket packs on our backs and blast through to our most wonderful lived experiences together with the power of our subconscious mind. Right, okay, continuing on. Banishing Stage Fright A young lady was invited to an audition. She had been looking forward to the interview. However, on three previous occasions, she'd failed miserably due to stage fright. She possessed a very good voice, but she was certain that when the time came for her to sing, she would be seized with stage fright. The subconscious mind takes your fears as a request, proceeds to manifest them, and brings them into your experience. On three previous auditions, she sang wrong notes, and she finally broke down and cried. The cause, as previously outlined, was an involuntary autosuggestion, i.e., a silent fear thought emotionalized and subjectified. She overcame it by the following technique. Three times a day, she isolated herself in a room. She sat down comfortably in an armchair, relaxed her body, and closed her eyes. She stilled her mind and body to the best of her ability. Physical inertia favors passivity and renders the mind more receptive to suggestion. She counteracted the fear suggestion by its converse, saying to herself, I sing beautifully. I am poised, serene, confident, and calm. 
She repeated the words slowly, quietly, and with feeling, from five to ten tunes at each sitting. She had three such sittings every day, and one immediately prior to sleep, at night. Ha ha. At the end of a week, she was completely poised and confident, and gave a definitely outstanding audition. Carry out the above procedure, and the death of fear is certain. Fear of failure. And hey, that's the one right there. If it's fear of anything, it's fear of failure. <laughs> At least it is for me. Occasionally, young men from the local university come to see me, as well as school teachers who often seem to suffer from suggestive amnesia at examinations. The complaint is always the same. I know the answers after the examination is over, but I can't remember the answers during the examination. The idea which realizes itself is the one to which we invariably give concentrated attention. I find that each one is obsessed with the idea of failure. Fear is behind the temporary amnesia, and it is the cause of the whole experience. One young medical student who was the most brilliant person in his class, yet found himself failing to answer simple questions at the time of written or oral examinations. I explained to him that the reason was he had been worrying and was fearful for several days previous to the examination. These negative thoughts became charged with fear. Thoughts enveloped in the powerful emotion of fear are realized in the subconscious mind. In other words, this young man was requesting his subconscious mind to see to it that he failed. And that is exactly what it did. On the day of the examination, he found himself stricken with what is called, in psychological circles, suggestive amnesia. And that's interesting. You know, you prime, fear is powerful. So your thoughts, painted in fear, will drop deep down into your subconscious mind. Evolutionarily speaking, though, I think that makes a lot of sense. Whoa, that cobra snake bit Brian over there, and, ooh, Brian's dead now. I don't want to die. I'm afraid of that. Fear associated with cobra snake drops into the subconscious eh -eh, on the cobra snake. Makes sense for survival. But there are ways now that civilization has advanced. We've got to master our minds and overcome our fear. And the next subtitle, How He Overcame the Fear. Well, now I go. He learned that his subconscious mind was the storehouse of memory and that it had a perfect record of all he had heard and read during his medical training. Moreover, he learned that the subconscious mind was responsive and reciprocal. The way to be in rapport with it was to be relaxed, peaceful, and confident. Every night and morning, he began to imagine his mother congratulating him on his wonderful record. He would hold an imaginary letter. As he began to contemplate the happy result, I guess it could be a text nowadays, uh, Zoom call, video chat. As he began to contemplate the happy result, he called forth a corresponding or reciprocal response or reaction in himself. The all-wise and omnipotent power of the subconscious took over dictated and directed his conscious mind accordingly. He imagined the end, thereby willing the means to the realization of the end. Following this procedure, he had no trouble passing subsequent examinations. In other words, the subjective wisdom took over, compelling him to give an excellent account of himself. Fear of water, mountains, closed places, etc. There are many people who are afraid to go into an elevator, climb mountains, or even swim in the water. 
hey, I remember being a kid and those automated uh, uh, pool cleaners, they look strikingly like a water snake sometimes, okay? It may well be that the individual had unpleasant experiences in the water in his youth. Yeah, automated pool cleaners. Such as having been thrown forcibly into the water without being able to swim. He may have been forcibly detained in an elevator, which failed to function properly, causing resultant fear of closed places. I had an experience when I was about ten years of age. I accidentally fell into a pool and went down three times. I can still remember the dark water engulfing my head and my grasping for air until another boy pulled me out at the last moment. This experience sank into my subconscious mind, and for years I feared the water. An elderly psychologist said to me, Go down to the swimming pool, look at the water and say out loud in strong tones, I am going to master you, I can dominate you. Then go into the water, take lessons and overcome it. This I did, and I mastered the water. Do not permit the water to master you. Remember, you are the master of the water. Or in my case, I am the master of the automated pool cleaner. When I assumed a new attitude of mind, the omnipotent power of the subconscious responded, giving me strength, faith, and confidence, and enabling me to overcome my fear. I, and I can attest, I don't have a problem with automatic pool cleaners anymore. I'm cool. A master technique for overcoming any particular fear. The following is a process and technique for overcoming fear which I teach from the platform. It works like a charm. Try it. Suppose you are afraid of the water, a mountain, an interview, an audition, or you fear closed places. If you are afraid of swimming, begin now to sit still for five or ten minutes, three or four times a day, and imagine you are swimming. Actually, you are swimming in your mind. It is a subjective experience. Mentally, you have projected yourself into the water. You feel the chill of the water and the movement of your arms and legs. It is all real, vivid, and a joyous activity of the mind. It is not idle daydreaming, for you know that what you are experiencing in your imagination will be developed in your subconscious mind. Then you will be compelled to express the image and likeness of the picture you impressed on your deeper mind. This is the law of the subconscious. You could apply the same technique if you're afraid of mountains or high places. Imagine you are climbing the mountain. Feel the reality of it all. Enjoy the scenery. Knowing that as you continue to do this mentally, you will do it physically with ease and comfort. He blessed the elevator. I knew an executive of a large corporation who was terrified to ride in an elevator. He would walk up five flights of stairs to his office every morning. Healthy. He said that he began to bless the elevator every night and several times a day. He finally overcame his fear. This was how he blessed the elevator. The elevator in our building is a wonderful idea. It came out of the universal mind. It is a boon and a blessing to all our employees. It gives wonderful service. It operates in divine order. I ride it in peace and in joy. I remain silent now while the currents of life, love, and understanding flow through the patterns of my thought. In my imagination, I am now in the elevator, and I step out into my office. The elevator is full of our employees. I talk to them, and they are friendly, joyous, and free. It is a wonderful experience of freedom, faith, and confidence 
I give thanks. He continued this prayer for about ten days, and on the eleventh day, he walked into the elevator with other members of the organization and felt completely free. Normal and Abnormal Fear Man is born with only two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of noise. These are a sort of alarm system given you by nature as a means of self-preservation. Normal fear is good, right? Fear that cobra. You hear an automobile coming down the road and you step aside to survive. The momentary fear of being run over is overcome by your action. All other fears were given to you by your parents, relatives, teachers, and all those who influenced your early years. A lot of bad TV, I can tell you that. But that's an interesting thing he just said. It was the action that overcame the fear. The momentary fear of being run over is overcome by your action. Action overcomes fear. Mental action first, action action later, but still, action. Abnormal fear. Abnormal fear takes place when man lets his imagination run riot. I knew a woman who was invited to go on a trip around the world by plane. Cool. She began to cut out of the newspapers all the reports of airplane catastrophes. She pictured herself going down in the ocean, being drowned, etc. This is abnormal fear. Had she persisted in this, she would undoubtedly have attracted what she feared most. Another example of abnormal fear is that of a businessman in New York who was very prosperous and successful. He had his own private mental motion picture of which he was the director. He would run this mental movie of failure, bankruptcy, empty shelves, and no bank balance until he sank into a deep depression. He refused to stop this morbid imagery and kept reminding his wife that this can't last. There will be a recession. I feel sure we will go bankrupt, etc. His wife told me that he finally did go into bankruptcy and all the things he imagined and feared came to pass. The things he feared did not exist, but he brought them to pass by constantly fearing, believing, and expecting financial disaster. Job said, The thing I feared has come upon me. There are people who are afraid that something terrible will happen to their children and that some dread catastrophe will befall them. When they read about an epidemic or rare disease, they live in fear that they will catch it, and some imagine that they have the disease already. All this is abnormal fear. A very interesting little piece of information for our current time. The answer to abnormal fear. Move mentally to the opposite. Hey, move. Action. Uh, mentally, act, mental action, but still. Move mentally to the opposite. To stay at the extreme of fear is stagnation plus mental and physical deterioration. When fear arises, there immediately comes with it a desire for something opposite to the thing feared. Place your attention on the thing immediately desired. Get absorbed and engrossed in your desire, knowing that the subjective always overturns the objective. This attitude will give you confidence and lift your spirits. The infinite power of your subconscious mind is moving on your behalf and it cannot fail. Therefore, peace and assurance are yours. And that's a really interesting thing. The opposite of what is feared is what you should move toward. Great uh, acting gem that I got uh, when trying to define objectives for a character I was uh, performing as. 
If you are running away from something, what then are you running toward? And that's, uh, you know, big on in life. If you are always afraid of something coming to you, if you're always trying to get away from something, what then are you getting closer to? What do you want to get closer to? Examine your fears. The president of a large organization told me that when he was a salesman, he used to walk around the block five or six times before he called on a customer. The sales manager came along one day and said to him, Don't be afraid of the boogeyman behind the door. There is no boogeyman. It's a false belief. Thanks, Dad. The manager told him that whenever he looked at his own fears, he stared at them in the face and stood up to them, looking them straight in the eye. Then they faded and shrank into insignificance. He landed in the jungle. A chaplain told me of his experiences in the Second World War. He had to parachute from a damaged plane and land in the jungle. He said he was frightened, but he knew there were two kinds of fear, normal and abnormal, which we have previously pointed out. He decided to do something about the fear immediately and began to talk to himself, saying, John, you can't surrender to your fear. Your fear is a desire for safety and security and a way out. He began to claim, Infinite intelligence, which guides the planets in their courses, is now leading and guiding me out of this jungle. He kept saying this out loud to himself for ten minutes or more. Then, he added, something began to stir inside me. A mood of confidence began to seize me, and I began to walk. After a few days, I miraculously came out of the jungle and was picked up by a rescue plane. His changed mental attitude saved him. His confidence and trust in the subjective wisdom and power within him was the solution to his problem. He said, and I began to bemoan my fate and indulge in my fears. I would have succumbed to the monster fear and probably would have died of fear and starvation. Deliver yourself from all your fears. Use this perfect formula for casting out fear. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34.4 The Lord is an ancient word meaning law, the power of your subconscious mind. Learn the wonders of your subconscious and how it works and functions. That's what we're doing here. Master the techniques given to you in this chapter. Put them into practice now, today. Your subconscious will respond, and you will be free of all fears. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Step this way to freedom from fear. 1. Do the thing you are afraid to do, and the death of fear is certain. Say to yourself and mean it, I am going to master this fear. And you will. 2. Fear is a negative thought in your mind. Supplant it with a constructive thought. Fear has killed millions. Confidence is greater than fear. Nothing is more powerful than faith in God and the good. 3. Fear is man's greatest enemy. It is behind failure, sickness, and bad human relations. Love casts out fear. Love is an emotional attachment to the good things of life. Fall in love with honesty, integrity, justice, goodwill, and success. Live in the joyous expectancy of the best, and invariably, the best will come to you. 4. 
counteract the fear suggestions with the opposite, such as, I sing beautifully, I am poised, serene, and calm, it will pay fabulous dividends. 5. Fear is behind amnesia at oral and written examination time. You can overcome this by affirming frequently, I have a perfect memory for everything I need to know. Or you can imagine a friend congratulating you on your brilliant success on the examination. Persevere, and you will win. 6. If you are afraid to cross water, swim. In your imagination, swim freely, joyously. Project yourself into the water mentally. Feel the chill and thrill of swimming across the pool. Make it vivid. As you do this subjectively, you will be compelled to go into the water and conquer it. This is the law of your mind. 7. If you are afraid of closed places such as elevators, lecture halls, etc., mentally ride in an elevator, blessing all its parts and functions. You will be amazed how quickly the fear will be dissipated. 8. You were born with only two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of noise. All your other fears were acquired. Get rid of them. 9. Normal fear is good. Abnormal fear is very bad and destructive. To constantly indulge in fear thoughts results in abnormal fear, obsessions, and complexes. To fear something persistently causes a sense of panic and terror. 10. You can overcome abnormal fear when you know the power of your subconscious mind can change conditions and bring to pass the cherished desires of your heart. Give your immediate attention and devotion to your desire, which is the opposite of your fear. This is the love that casts out fear. 11. If you are afraid of failure, give attention to success. If you are afraid of sickness, dwell on your perfect health. If you are afraid of an accident, dwell on the guidance and protection of God. If you are afraid of death, dwell on eternal life. God is life, and that is your life now. 12. The great law of substitution is the answer to fear. Whatever you fear has its solution in the form of your desire. If you are sick, you desire health. If you are in the prison of fear, you desire freedom. Expect the good, mentally concentrate on the good, and know that your subconscious mind answers you always. It never fails. 13. The things you fear do not really exist except as thoughts in your mind. Thoughts are creative. This is why Job said, The thing I feared has come upon me. Think good, and good follows. 14. Look at your fears. Hold them up to the light of reason. Learn to laugh at your fears. That is the best medicine. And as a real quick one, what is the worst that could happen? How hilarious is it? I can definitely imagine absolutely nobody listening to this right now. This is going to sit on YouTube, and I will be the only one that maybe ever listens to it. And you know what? <laughs> That's hilarious to me, because I'm having a good time right now. I laugh at you, nobody listening. Ha ha ha. Whatever. Laughter is a great, great dose of good medicine. I'm all about it. And hey, if there is anybody listening, thanks. <laughs> Let's laugh together. Next. 15. Nothing can disturb you but your own thought. 
but suggestions, statements, or threats of other persons have no power. The power is within you. And when your thoughts are focused on that which is good, then God's power is with your thoughts of good. There is only one creative power, and it moves in harmony. There are no divisions of quarrels in it. Its source is love. This is why God's power is with your thoughts of good. And that will do it, folks. I appreciate you hanging in there and hanging out with me, Mr. Douglas. Let us banish our fear, put it in its proper place. See the difference between normal and abnormal fear. And if we are running away from something, let us run toward the thing we desire. Let us turn our attention to the opposite of that which we fear and find ourselves as telestai, pointed ones directed to the lives we want to lead. And then we shall lead them together. Employing all the techniques we will discover here and in the future, as we all hang out together for better thinking, better living, Mr. Douglas. Hey, thanks for hanging. I'm having a great time. I hope you are too. One more chapter to go, folks. Chapter 20 is up next.